DJ PK in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. All right, question of the day. We got multiple questions, but here's one for you. Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov gleefully tweeted out that the BYU-Arizona game has already sold 57,000 tickets. Who is doing the buying? You think he was happy about tweeting that out after that uh, tiny crowd at the Rose Bowl on, uh, on oh. Saturday afternoon? Like, hey, man, we need, we need some good news on the attendance front because that was pretty close to nobody showing up for that game. Yeah, and the Rose Bowl obviously is so huge. It really shows and it off. they do those yeah. panoramic shots. It looks even emptier than it really is because, uh, man, that's a great. That was a great place to be last Saturday afternoon if you wanted to practice social distancing. Uh, you funny. You should mention that, PK. I have a friend from uh, my UC Santa Barbara days who is a uh, was a longtime UCLA season ticket holder, and he moved to New York and took a job there, and he's back there for. I don't know, five or six years, whatever it was. And he just moved back to Los Angeles. And I texted him. I was watching the game. And whenever I watch UCLA, I think of him. He's a huge Bruin honk. And, uh, and I texted him. I said, are you watching this? Are you actually at this game? And he texts back, I'm at the 45-yard line, and we are all by ourselves. <laughs> totally social distanced at the 45-yard line. He also said he's not going. He referred to it as the uh, COVID bowl with LSU. He didn't want any part of that. Well, there'll be a much better crowd. Obviously, UCLA fans will show, and Bruin or uh, LSU fans will be. There'll be a lot of purple and gold. You know, I think it was way hot too. And it was. It was an opponent that they were probably going to win, but still, it's the first game of the year. It's like baseball. You could be the crappiest team, and they always seem to sell out when you have your first home game, particularly if it's literally the first game of the season, and then the next night the tenants drops off. But you would think the first game of the season, and expectations clearly are the highest they've been under Chip Kelly. We'll see how good they are. I think they're going to be decent, and they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, don't know what that's going to translate to the amount of wins, but they're this is the best team he's had, which naturally should be the case, or else it'll be the last team that he has, <laughs> either way. So, yeah, I, and I was thinking about this. Well, I'm thinking, dude, BYU owns Vegas. And I know Dave McCann has a story about that in the, in the uh, Deseret News that I was reading this morning and preparing for the show uh, about that. And Dave obviously has the longtime Vegas ties there, having worked there for many years and knows – very many people and we know we had on mark anderson last week uh, and he is a longtime reporter sports reporter for the review journal speaking how and uh, when we say it we're homers but he said it what, we, what we've been saying for years is that byu saved the vegas bowl from extinction uh way back when when they went there what was it five times in a row we know that to be true we know that byu fans flood vegas when byu plays particularly byu football i've seen it in byu basketball over the years having covered so many whack and mountain west basketball tournaments so you'd have to think come on george by george you know darn well why are you saying that particularly because he worked in vegas (laughs) he knows and so hey, his job, his yeah. job is to sell the Pac-12. So if right. there's a Pac-12 team playing in a venue where he wants to put a lot more Pac-12 teams, he's going to oh. sell it. So he's pumped. Fifty-seven thousand tickets. Now, if I had to guess, and this is purely a guess, I haven't I haven't talked to anyone who would have any knowledge of the numbers. But I was at that the first of those five Vegas Bowls, and you were there. Well, you may have been at all of them. You were most I was there of them. All of them. You were at all of them. I knew you were most of them. Yeah. Uh, that BYU Cal game, uh, there had to be twenty five or thirty thousand BYU fans in a crowd of forty. 
And so looking at this number, 57, I assume right away BYU is going to have 30,000 fans there. If Arizona has 20, that would be a strong showing. And you got to figure there's 7,000 tickets out to uh, casinos and local Vegas businesses and you know all that kind of stuff. There'll be 7,000 rando, either business opportunities, call it random college football fans, whatever. There'll be a few of those. Vegas, <laughs> Vegas has a different model for selling tickets that most, most towns don't have. So, Well, I think what you'll get, too, is an opportunity for Vegas folks just to see the stadium. Right, because yeah. Because they didn't, they didn't last uh-huh. year. And they've had some concerts. I understand Guns N' Roses was there uh, last weekend. I know some people from around here, uh, some casual friends of mine, went down and uh, participated. And I've seen plenty of people in uh, concerts. <laughs> There's one time, I think it was a Buffett, Jimmy Buffett concert. I don't remember specifically. I've seen several groups there over the years. And the people right next to me uh, were Utah people. And the show's over, and the guy says, uh, hey, can I get a picture with you? I said, yeah, I get a little sheepish on that, thinking, why the heck would you want a picture of me? But nevertheless. Because you're Patrick uh, Kinney and you're I PK, know. baby! Uh, it <laughs> doesn't resonate with me. <laughs> it's but, awesome. <laughs> but uh, so we take the picture, and his wife took the picture of me, of the three of us, my wife and the other guy. And then afterward, my wife says, Boy, that was really stupid. He probably wanted his wife in the picture. Why didn't I take the picture? (laughs) (laughs) And I think, because she, you know, when I did Channel 2, she came down a couple times and we tried to pan the camera toward her. No, she was having none of that. stop, drop, and roll. (laughs) So we laughed about that on the whole way. Uh, We usually stay in St. George when we go to those concerts uh, to be closer to home. If the, particularly if they're a Saturday night. We laughed about it the whole way. It's, you know, that, that was so stupid of me. So the point being, there's a number of people that go down Vegas for a number of different reasons, whether it be gambling, whether it be shows, uh, trade shows, sporting events, whatever it is, golf. Uh, the list goes on and on as to why Utah people are heading down to Vegas. So I'm thinking Klyakov sounds like he's bragging about the Pac-12, but he ought to know that... I There's think it's going to be two to one. Okay. Yeah. I had three to two. I had, I had 60%. You're going 67%. Yeah. I, I just got a text from somebody who's like, it's going to be two to one in terms of BYU fan to Arizona fan disparity. Yeah. There you go. Because I think the Cougars held their own. I was there when they played in the Cardinals stadium a few years back. That was Kalani's first game, was it not? If Correct. I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. 2016. And the nine-year-old Jake Elroyd kicked that field goal to win? <laughs> the nine-year-old. <laughs> sure seemed like he was nine. There's no doubt about that. Awesome celebration, him hopping and skipping back to the bench, though, after that. Yeah, his Good. parents were there to drive him back to the hotel. <laughs> Green cleats and all. Hey. I remember asking him, how old are you, man? He looks so young. Jeez. And they held their own on that. And that, uh, obviously, the Valley is a hotbed of U of A people. Uh, as it would be uh, because of the, just the proximity, and it's close enough to drive up to Tucson, uh, certainly, and you can get back you know, at a somewhat reasonable hour or stay the night in Phoenix. So they held their own there. There was a fair amount of BYU fans. I can remember uh, standing outside, walking into the stadium, and I saw this little dinky car, and it was uh, had five BYU fans, and they had their windows down because they didn't have any air conditioning. And it's hot. It's really hot that time of year, this time of year. 
And I just laughed to myself, man, they should have air conditioning. If they drove from Utah all the way down, that would have been rough with the windows uh, having to been down. But there was a lot of BYU fans there, too. So here, and, and you know, I'm planning to cover the game for the station, and I'm going to go out uh, outside at halftime, and I expect to see at least 1,500 BYU fans in full regalia smoking. There it is. Hit it. Come on, Yach. Let's play the hits. <laughs> And it's Vegas, so you don't know what they're smoking. Hey, oh. <laughs> Those are cloves, PK. Come on now. Uh, it's supposed to be 102 degrees Saturday. So, yeah, if you go outside for the uh, whatever it is, it's going to be hot. Yeah. But it could be much hotter, so I guess you take 102. I was uh, at yeah. six different uh, Las Vegas Bowls, okay? Uh-huh. And in 2009, I was at the uh, the I went out at halftime during the, the 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 game there, and there were I counted exactly 24 fans in full BYU regalia out smoking cigarettes. I don't believe it. Well, that was after a satisfying 44 to 20 win over Oregon State. They were already in control at the half, so maybe that would explain it. Yeah, but was that the game that the wind was howling like crazy? Was it, yes. I think it was that game. It was the Oregon it? State game. Yeah, yeah. it almost blew the Hoff over when he sang the national anthem. <laughs> the Hoff. <laughs> and then came by in the press box. I was this close to the Hoff. And that was that was one of the highlights of my whole trip down there. That and that one time, well, the Cal game, a couple of noted singers, the lead singer from County Crows and myself, the two of us, Drove, were on, rode up the elevator from the ground level up pat, uh, to the press box uh, area. The lead singer, the Counting Crows, look it up. He's a Cal fan. And the two of us, and we just looked at each other and we both smiled and pointed at each other and said, Yup. And he pointed back and said, Yup, too. <laughs> oh, man. So 57,000 tickets. <laughs> the 21st night of September. Body to body to body to body. Now December brought a love we shared in September. You have the gift. So 57,000 tickets. Are there going to be enough walk-ups? Because there are BYU fans in St. George and Vegas, and they can drive up from L.A. and San Diego and Phoenix. That's just 8,000 more fans for a sellout. Is the place literally going to be packed? Or is this the kind of thing you don't really do a walk-up for the first game? If you're going, you've already bought your tickets. Because they're, they're, they're close. I don't know that they're going to sell it out, but I do know. I think they should, if I'm the Pac-12, uh, I try to get BYU every year there. And Just if I'm rotate Vegas, through different Pac-12 opponents? Vegas would absolutely love it, man. And depending on what happens with the Big 12, uh, actually, I, to me, if they go to the Big 12, I think that enhances BYU status, not decreases it, as opposed to being an independent, because then you bill it as Pac-12, Big 12. And, yeah, I mean, every year, those five years, the crowds were great for the Vegas Bowl, right? It's like, and, and they, they kept going to the Vegas Bowl. It was like the old days where they kept going, going to the, the Holiday, Holiday Bowl. Bowl. Right. Uh, and I don't, I'm sure the crowds were good there. I don't, you know, I don't even remember watching any of those games. They were. Uh, that this, would, Vegas would love to have it. They would love to have BYU there. And Vegas, 
the town itself produces a decent, for the size, a decent amount of high school players. Oh, and absolutely. He, yeah. And There's tons of Vegas guys playing college football. BYU, you want to continue to build your brand. I don't know that it would happen, but I think attendance-wise and all that early in the season – yeah, I mean, Arizona's not good. It's a circumstantial situation that they end up being on a 12-game losing streak here. But they got Jed Fish, and he's got a breath of fresh air. Uh, we'll see what that means when they get out on the field. Uh, but, you know, you're probably not going to get a, an opponent on a longer losing streak, and you're still going to have 57,000 people there uh, at least. Uh, that's pretty impressive. It's just that, to me, it's more evidence that the Cougars will come. If you play it, the Cougar fans will come. And I don't understand why people want to argue about that. It makes zero sense to me. They're there, and they will continue to be there, particularly if they have this season, which I think is such a pivotal season, because if they go have if they go 9-3, and three, then that proves Kalani Sataki is building a program. And... Boy, if you give BYU fans any reason of optimism, they'll show up in troves. They, some of them may be smoking, and some of them may be even having a, you know, uh, hey, think about it, you know, alcohol. They're going to be there. Oh, now people are going to tweet that shot of people walking up the aisle wearing gear, holding two beers. Do we know? I mean, because uh, Mountain Dew kind of looks the same, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> I'm not a Mountain Dew guy, but... This does not look the same. Well. Mountain Dew it, looks like something else. <laughs> like what? Urine. There. I said it. Well, what does beer look like? Uh, a different color urine. Have you ever tried Coors? <laughs> Mountain Dew has that green shade to it. I was going to say, Mountain Dew's got like that fluorescent green yeah. to it. Ah, yeah. people are weighing in, PK. It's right. uh, Gabe. 57,000 fans. BYU. Our fan base is Awesome. Last time we, Brooks says, last time we played Arizona in Phoenix, that was a home game for BYU. This should be even more so. The two hour drive to Phoenix was just too far for Arizona fans, I guess. Mm, I don't remember it being overwhelming for the Cats. Maybe I'm misremembering sitting in a press box. And the, the Cardinals press box, they have you way down in the corner. So you're looking like over to your left out on the field. So it wasn't uh, the traditional in the middle where you no, get the vantage point. I think that's uh, how stadiums used to be designed. Now they're putting really expensive luxury suites at midfield, and the media can sit in the corner like you're in a baseball stadium, you know, one of the old multi-purpose stadiums. Dave says the Cougar Club sold their allotment in less than an hour. It's going to be a BYU home game down there. Well, I always felt it would be slanted. Well, when you've been to, if you went to a Vegas Bowl or if you went to a BYU-UNLV game in the Mountain West, BYU fans were always there in droves. There was a game, Vegas had a decent team, and uh, BYU, I think, scored late. And I don't think it was to win the game. I think it was to put it away. I can't remember exactly. But it was um, uh, Doman running into the corner of the end zone. And, of course, he ran straight to a bunch of BYU fans who were celebrating because there were – Thousands of them there. You couldn't miss them. You can't miss them, especially when they're smoking and drinking beer. They really stand out. <laughs> or, or, or leaning over the field cheering. 
Matthew says, yeah, Vegas, baby, the quorum of the 34,000. That has some spiritual meaning, the 34,000? No, that's going to be the number of BYU fans in attendance, I think he's predicting. Uh, let's see, 34. I'd probably go maybe a tad higher. 36, 38. A two to one would be 38 to 19, assuming there's no neutrals and that all the tickets that go to casinos have gone to BYU or Arizona fans. And I think there'll be some neutrals. I mean, some yeah. people are just going to show up because right. it's there. Take your kid. Yeah. You can probably get a cheaper seat to that game versus the Raiders. And the crowd is not going to be obnoxious. I mean, the, the the newest thing now is to get on social media and see the fighting in the stands. Oh, my gosh. All the time. Yes. And, and so you're just playing the odds, and it probably wouldn't be... It'd be great if you uh, didn't have your seven-year-old in the middle of a brawl. Yeah, and so you're probably going to have uh, a better chance not to be involved in that, particularly if you're sitting close to the BYU section, because I know there's some renegades, but... A lot of BYU fans obviously are not going to be intoxicated, but the but the uh, you know the pro sports they want to eliminate that. Uh, where's your thirteen dollars for your seven ounce beer, please? And you can have two of them, so that'll be twenty six dollars. Yes. Yeah, they say. They, they I just saw one of those videos you were talking about. Like last week, there was Padre on Padre violence, and somebody like three rows up was shooting it. And guys were just swinging away, and people were clearing out. And that's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief, man. Last thing I need to do is have two guys behind me start brawling and just catch me with a straight fist. No thanks. Yeah, I once so. got kicked in the face at a concert as a residue of a brawl because they were ahead of me, you know, in the amphitheater-style seating, obviously. So there were two rows behind me, and it spilled right over, and the guy who was in the row right behind me ends up literally kicking me right in the jaw. Good times. Yeah. And and I was able then to get him in a full Nelson to pull him off uh, and try to restore some order. Not that I cared that these two ding-dongs were brawling. I just didn't want to be a part of it. All right, so now I guess we just watch this game and then we wait for uh, someone associated with uh, the Raiders or Allegiant Stadium to come call Tom Homo and make the multi-year offer. And then Tom says, well, you'd be moving one of our home games. It has to come at a price, as you know. Because this was supposed to be a BYU home game, wasn't it? Wasn't that a three-game deal with one game in Phoenix and then a game in Arizona? A game in Tucson, a game in Provo? And I'm figuring it went from Provo to Las Vegas for a price. Uh, Yeah, I don't know about that. Because did they know at the time that the stadium was going to be built and the Raiders were going to be there? Yeah. I thought they did. They did. I thought they, they did? did. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember that. That um, all, all these deals were cut. This will be the Chargers' fifth year in LA. So it'll be the Raiders. I think the Raiders decided one year later to go to Vegas. Okay. So I think they've had four years to you know plan events and start scheduling stuff. Yeah. Well, there's all sorts of talk at Notre Dame. And that will not only be a sellout, it will be the most expensive game BYU fans have ever gone to. Right. <laughs> uh, as far as uh, that one, because Notre Dame can play anywhere. Yeah. And they know they're going to sell 65,000 tickets, so they're going to price it like they're selling 65,000 right. I mean, tickets. Right. Whatever the capacity is, mm-hmm. that's what Notre Dame is going to do. Yeah. And particularly when they play away 
uh, from their usual places where they play. I mean, my goodness gracious, they've moved, Notre Dame fans. Yeah, they've moved Notre Dame. There's stuff to price it on. They've moved Notre Dame games to neutral sites before, and even in the West, because Notre Dame played Navy in uh, San Diego like five years ago. And so you, you, know, you can look at what the secondary ticket market was charging then, because that gives you a real good gauge of what the value is and what mm-hmm. you really should be charging for those tickets. Yeah. So it, it, you're right. It'll be top dollar. <laughs> I wouldn't say even in the West. I would say especially in the West. Especially. You're right. But they've moved games to Texas. They played Army in San Antonio in the Alamo Dome one year. They've moved games to uh, Florida. I remember watching Notre Dame in the Citrus Bowl playing somebody one year. Right. So the, lo- the, the longer the distance away from South Bend, I think the more expensive it gets. Because they're people who don't get to see Notre Dame as often. Right. And then if you go to a city that people are like, oh, I'll spend a weekend in Vegas, absolutely. I mean, it's no surprise they went to Orlando. How many people had a side trip to Disney World? You know, so you turn it into an event, you turn it into a weekend, and you charge top dollar. And that's right. what's going to happen with that game. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, Utes, Frank Dolce, Utah Insider, is going to join us in 20 minutes. Dylan Cauley, former BYU wide receiver, 830. Both guys are going to join us every week, all season long, right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.